guys ready? Welcome to the first ever episode of No Game Scheduled, where we cover every sport that is a sport, even when there is no game scheduled. I'm today's host, John, a.k.a. PS5 Spider-Man. Next to me are my two co-hosts and co-founders. To my left, we have Matt, a.k.a. Midget Viking. And to my right, we have Caleb, a.k.a. Hood Moana. <laughs> how are you, you gentlemen doing today? Doing pretty good, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So this t- today's episode is going to be on the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, a.k.a. Uh, how many blowouts can we have in a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it's definitely interesting to see. You see a lot of different teams who, like, oh, yeah, they're going to be so good. They're going to be so good. This is going to be a great game. And then <laughs> the Patriots get absolutely blown out, which was a sight to see. It was very nice to see, honestly, because 16, I'm winning. And if they would have went all the way with Mac Jones and Brady goes all the way with Tampa, I don't know what I would have. I would not yeah. not watch Super Bowl. Absolutely not. I think it just proves that Bill Belichick isn't that good of a coach, in absolutely my personal not. opinion. Mm-hmm. No offense to Mac Jones, but man, you're not Tom Brady. No, Mac Jones did have a good year as a rookie. He's not my rookie of the year. I think I'd have a uh, uh, kid from Cincinnati, okay, yeah. Jamar Chase. Incredible this year. Perfect. All right, so let's start off with the first game of the Raiders versus the Bengals. So the Raiders had a pretty controversial entrance into the NFL wildcard weekend. There was a whole thing that if the Raiders and the Chargers tied their last game of the regular season, they both would have been in and the Steelers would have been out. And it came down to the last overtime, and the Raiders had every opportunity to just take a knee, run the clock out, but they decided to run, I think it was one last field goal or one last play, and, you know, you didn't see the Chargers this weekend. So what was your guys' thoughts about that game? Uh, I really wanted to see a kneel fest between the Chargers and the Raiders. When I was telling my friends about this, I was like, hey, if they just knee the ball for 60 minutes... They're both in, and uh, but it didn't happen. And I would have liked to see Justin Herbert make the you know get in there, but I mean Oakland, with everything they've been through, they're the underdog. The uh, you know all the controversies. It was nice to see. So the final score was nineteen to twenty six in the Bengals' favor. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good. This being the first game, I thought it was a good start to like. Oh, this wild card weekend is going to be great. It's going to be really close matches. It's going to determine it. Obviously, that's not what it turned out to be. Uh, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. To have him come back from a pretty bad, what was it, ACL tear? Towards ACL. Towards ACL. I will say, I don't, in my opinion, I will die on this hill, but Panay Suel was the right pick. Like, even though Jamar Chase had a great year, I just think Panay Suel would have been a longer choice option to help in the long run. That's great that they're doing right, good right now, but wide receiver and quarterback are going to be two very high-paid positions. And Panay Suel is just, he's an animal out there. He, he looked amazing for the Lions, even though they were one in, like, 16. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I give a lot of credit to the Raiders. They had a lot of uh, problems this year with all, you know, the whole, all the, drugs, fi- yeah, yeah. all the firings, yeah. sexual harassment, you know, emails words I don't want to say on stream. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. And, you know, they had, like, to give a, a backup coach and things like that. I give them a lot of credit for lasting that long. It was just a... A rather unfortunate game. I didn't get I didn't get to see this whole game, but it was it was good from when I watched the highlights. I, I will say that the one thing uh, I I have a friend who's a good Raiders fan. He said that he was very worried about the wide receivers because their secondaries were not that good, and he <laughs> was right. They absolutely destroyed their secondaries. In my opinion, they had no chance against the combination of Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and then Jamar Chase. That is that is an insane back three like that that whole just lineup of those three could absolutely win any three on three in the league in my opinion 
Yeah. It, I, I watched it. It was just a lot of... The Raiders had made a lot of progress for themselves, but it just felt like another flag, another flag. It was multiple penalties mm-hmm. that held them back, and I feel like that's basically what cost them. And it was penalties that were some reasonable, some, you know, eh, but... What are you gonna do? But they'll be. I'm sure they'll be back next. This season. is this is pretty interesting. Let me, let me read this to you. So I'm not. I'm gonna not reveal who which team is which. So total yards, three eighty five to three hundred eight. Passing yards, two eighty two to two twenty five. Rushing yards, one hundred and three to eighty three. And yards per per play, five point four to five. Right. So obviously the the first ones. Right. Who who do you think was which? Oh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say the first numbers, the first set of numbers. I'm gonna say the Bengals. Yeah, you would expect that. No, the the Raiders. Ha- that was all the Raiders. <laughs> Raiders had more more passing yards, more total yards, rushing yards, yards per play. More. They had 23 first downs compared to Bengals 18. Their uh, third down efficiency was eight and 18. Fourth down efficiency was one and two. Total plays 71 to 61. So they had. Plenty of opportunities to beat this team. Just couldn't come through with it. I just, uh, I think the reason for that is the the Bengals can get more. Uh, they can get bigger plays. They yeah. get a bigger play. They'll get like a forty yard play out, whereas the Raiders won't get a forty yard play out. They'll get like two, maybe ten yards, two six yard plays out, and that's how it like kind of stacks up. So when you have like plays, like like how many plays you said the Bengals have. Uh, they had I went, 68, something like that. Total play is 61. 61. When you have 61 plays, but they're broken up in a 40-yard increments, it's going to be smaller. That's so a like, good point. You know, that's that's what I think. I will say the Bengals' defense will not make it far in the playoffs. I don't think they're near enough. They definitely need some help on the linemen. They're, they're, young. they're yeah, young. Yeah, they're, they're young. They need some help in the lineman situation, but it's looking up for them. Being not like a Bengals fan, but being a Bengals like advocator, it's kind of like a Cubs situation. They didn't win for how many years? So it's nice to see a team finally winning, especially with Joe Burrow at quarterback. What was what was it? Thirty one years since their last playoff. Experience. Yeah. No one had sent a text in the history that the Bengals had won a playoff game. Oh so people were allowed to send texts now because it was you know. So it's, it's texting nice. Is, texting is younger than the Bengals yeah, playoff experiences. Nice. Man, no, I mean I definitely think I don't like. Uh, that's something I laugh about, you know, in all sports. It's like, ooh, they don't have playoff experience. Do the rules change, you know, in, in, during playoff games that there's no playoff experience? But when it comes to football, I feel like there's just a complete different energy that, you know, Joe Burrow, granted he just won the national championship with LSU uh, two, years like two years ago. That is not the same thing as NFL playoffs. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. it is not. There's, he's playing against kids. This is, I mean, Aaron, you put Aaron Donald in oh, yeah. the college football, he's, he's going to... He was choking people out when he played the Cardinals. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah, all right. So moving on to the Patriots uh, versus the Bills. Uh, I need to start. I, before I begin, I got to say I'm very biased. I'm a big Josh Allen fan. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, I saw a stat. Uh, I was out working out at the gym, like, uh, the morning before the game. Josh Allen was, before that game, was 4-1 in games that were below freezing. And like the temperature on the field on on start of game time was like twenty three degrees. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a, the, the first blowout. First of all, I was not expecting that score whatsoever. So one one thing I'm gonna say the Bills in the in the history of the playoffs. I don't know if it's the history of the whole NFL, but in the history of the playoffs, they had the only perfect game. They went down, they scored a touchdown, went down, scored a touchdown seven times, 
and then in the last drive, they took a knee. That I, That's never been done in the playoffs, I know, but I don't know about the regular season, but that has never been done in the playoffs. And against Bill Belichick defense, that is, I think that's impressive. Granted, the Cordy Twins both aren't there anymore, yeah. but I just I think that's very impressive, and also the fact that they held Mac Jones to, like, what, how many points did they have? 17, if that? Yeah, 17. Yeah, so they had 17. I think that I think that's impressive. Which, which it was. No points in the first quarter, a field goal in the second, one touchdown plus the extra point in third, oh. and then one touchdown plus extra point. So you let you only let them score one time every... Every quarter. Not but, even. And not yeah. even. Yeah. And they had the ball a lot. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you go down there and you score a touchdown every drive, yeah. your defense is going to be so we kind of tired. So, so we were just... So going back, you were just talking about Raiders, Bengals, and I did the stack comparisons. And, you know, you said, oh, you know, they held the ball longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... That, that's there's, that's that's fair. They held so the Bengals held the ball longer and for more meaningful drives. The Bills just held the ball longer in this game. 482 total yards, 308 passing, mm-hmm. 174 rushing, yards per play 8.9. So you're Jeez. you are essentially you're almost getting a first down every play you run at that point at 8.9. That's, that's crazy. You are you are a you are a dominant. You are no you are standing at the at the what's from. At the first down, just rushing it in yeah. every single play. Yeah, I, twenty. They had twenty nine total first downs for the Bills. Yeah. That was great. I think, and here's the here's the crazy part. I thought it was going to be a completely different game because if you guys remember in the first quarter, uh, Patriots put together a real good drive, and then Mac Jones threw that amazing pass that it was going to be caught in the end zone, mm-hmm. and then free safety Hyde from the Bills came over and intercepted that in the first quarter on the end line. I mean. If if Patriots catch that score a touchdown, it's you know seven seven. You're looking at a very different game, mm-hmm. yeah. which is good. But that's what's crazy about football. Well, I, I think it was two different teams. Like the Bengals are very, they're very younger team. Mm. They're not very seasoned, I think, and they they're gonna risk it a lot more. I have I, I feel like, and mm-hmm. I feel like they do, and they do more kind of interesting sporadic plays, which is why I think a lot of fans like watching them. Mm-hmm. And the Bills are very, they know what's gonna work for them because they've been with each other for three years two years you know like a lot it's a long time especially in football with how much players move around that's a long time so you can make a lot of chemistry you can get a lot of connections so i just think that they they knew what they were going to do and they knew how they were going to do it yeah this was the probably the first year for me where i watched uh all of the wild card games or most of the nfl playoffs mostly to prepare for this but only because this is the first year i've been interested in um and out of all the games i think this one was the most surprising to me i don't know maybe it's just because of the uh, stereotype of it's the Patriots. You know, you be afraid. Uh, I was not expecting this from the Bills. I mean, good for them. I just was not expecting this. And I don't think the Patriots were either. Yeah. Watching this live, like, I think we haven't overstated enough how good Josh Allen was. Like, his first touchdown, it was like he was shooting a three-pointer. He shot it, arced it perfectly. <laughs> he said, oh, just screw it. It's going to be in the end zone somewhere. It, it just, they'll catch it. it. Was, yeah. There oh. was, I mean, there was there were numerous plays. I, you know, if you go back and watch the highlight on YouTube, I mean, they're they're they're. I think their second or third touchdown, like you said, he's just like walking in the backfield, like just like going for an afternoon stroll yeah. with his dog, and then you know, there's a guy over there, touchdown. Uh-huh. I mean, and you know what? Before we give credit to Josh Allen, the offensive line oh, yeah. is, is allowing him to do that overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was real impressive. Yeah. I I just think I, it's talked about a lot, but Josh Allen has the strongest arm in the NFL. Mahomes has a great arm, too, and he'll sling it down. Yeah, lasers. But Josh Allen will 
I, I'm confident he could throw the ball 80 yards. Like, I like if there's a play where it's like, okay, you're going to run a Hail Mary, yeah, if Josh Allen's my quarterback, I'll run the Hail Mary at my own 20. I'm very confident he <laughs> could throw it down there. Yeah, the only thing with that, the only reason we can't say that for sure is Josh Allen's never put himself in a position game-wise that he needs to throw Hail Mary. And the Bills won't put him in that position. Absolutely. They have such a good... Their GM's good. Their Bears just interviewed their GM and their offensive coordinator. They're being, they're both, they were both interviewed. We don't got to talk about the Bears at the, right same, now, man. <laughs> at the same time. I think that's very, that's very good look on the Bills to hire such good people that you're. They're both being interviewed mm-hmm. for the same organization, like yeah. and the same. Put one of them getting a promotion, but one of them's going there for just more money. I think that's that's a good look on the Bills. That means the front office can hire the right people. They know who to hire and who's going to get the right players. So I, I think that's also a good look on the Bills. I, I agree. Uh, moving on to uh, the Eagles-Bucks, probably the most boring game yeah. of the entire this wild card. This was not surprising at all. I mean, I didn't hear a single thing from the Eagles the entire regular season. I wasn't like, man, the Eagles, man, they're, they're really good right now. No, none I didn't. Of, none of I the didn't. NFC I forgot teams, the yeah. I probably, probably like in November I forgot the Eagles were a team overall. Yeah. And you're playing Tom Brady, and first of all, real quick, let's take it. Let's take an aside here and talk about the Antonio Brown thing. Oh God, that. Do you think it's CTE? I I I almost. It's hard to not say it is. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I think he's. How he, long is he, he might have for? CTE, but also at the same time, he just. He, he's kind of a drama queen, like, at heart. He was yeah. kind of one in Pittsburgh, too. He was a great, he was a great wide receiver in, mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He was, he was amazing. One of the best, like, I've ever seen when he was at Pittsburgh. But just, it maybe he's just, yeah, maybe he does have CT. Or maybe he's just, like, just wanted to leave Pittsburgh because they weren't winning. <laughs> yeah. So, like, which is we- Which left. is weird because, like, we'll talk about the Steelers later. But, like, you have Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback. And if you're still unhappy, man, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for at that point. Well, I really I, don't. I saw. I saw a lot of like stuff. I like about the Steelers and how Big Ben. Like he had a very, like the culture at Pittsburgh. Like he would air out his teammates on like a radio show, and it, that basically started the whole beef. However, I, I'm starting to think Vontez Burfick hit that man too hard in that playoff game. <laughs> you know the hit I'm talking about. He, oh, yeah. Everyone knows the hit you're talking about. It, it was a deadly hit. Like, he didn't move, and then Juju got him back, what is it, a year later or the next? I think it was a year later because he was suspended for the rest of that season. Yeah. So Juju got him back, which was good, and then Juju turned into a drama queen. I think that at the heart, it's, I think you're right, Caleb. It's Ben Roethlisberger. Like, it's got to <laughs> yeah. be. There's no way. I. He's not – he wasn't – he was okay quarterback – he was above average for most of his career. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the last couple of years, he's been declining and getting some injuries. But re- regardless, let's go back to the Eagles and the Bucks. I don't think anybody was surprised. I don't think by anyone this. missed him. I don't yeah, think anyone like, missed Antonio Brown. No, I don't think anyone was surprised by the Eagles getting. They they didn't get destroyed. They didn't score any points until I want to say the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter they had some life, but. I, I never thought once that like yeah the Eagles are gonna beat they're gonna beat Tom Brady and the think, Bucks. I don't think uh, I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles had life in the fourth quarter. I think the Buccaneers were like, hey, we got another game next week. Maybe we should calm it down. <laughs> yeah, that might be it too. Maybe they were just like, yeah, let's pull our starters. You know, we got another game to prepare for next week. But I think by like the third quarter, they knew like I don't think it's anyone over. I don't think anyone thought that a team who was nine and nine was had a very a good chance of beating a team that was fourteen and four. No, no, you don't. No, no. I mean the only reason. 
was the only reason that the the Buccaneers weren't in the playoffs is because the Packers have been destroying everyone the entire season. I mean, that's the only reason the Bucks weren't weren't a guaranteed Since spot. Since the first game, thought Aaron Rodgers was going to throw everything that first game. I was super <laughs> excited as a Bears fan, but yeah. regardless, um, so it was a it was a it was kind of a a sloppy game for Jalen Hurts. As, a, as the Eagles quarterback. He isn't. He isn't I don't think now, he's going to be what everybody thinks he is, but I think he'll definitely be above average. I feel bad for Eagles fans overall because uh, you go from winning a Super Bowl and then you immediately get rid of your MVP Super Bowl quarterback to, to get picked up by the Bears. Not going to not gonna mention it again. He went to Jacksonville. He did went he to really? Jackson, he, he went did. To Jacksonville. He did, he yeah. Went the Bears yeah. traded yeah. that six-round pick. Yeah. So... And he, you know, Nick Foles didn't do that bad this year. Unfortunately, Nagy was hey, shit. Listen, terrible. Listen, we can talk about, let's get back to the... We can talk about the Bears immediately. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, two two interceptions, I mean, granted it's not good if you when you ever throw the, uh, the ball to the, uh, the other team. I feel like every quarterback... You have to look at the context of those two, kind of. Yeah, yeah, they were like deflections, so like yeah. you can't use those. But regardless, not... You know, twenty three for forty three. It. I think it'd also be interesting it's, if the NFL implemented a rule of not only quarterback interceptions but wide receiver interceptions. Because there are times where like a wide receiver runs the wrong route and he throws it right to the DB, and it's like if you would have ran the right route, it would have gone to you. Well, yeah, and then it's like you know if a if a ball is tipped and then batted around and hit by six other guys, it's, it's not the quarterback's fault. Yeah, it's like I mean that's just a freak occurrence on uh, yeah, to do there. It's tip drill, you know. Yeah. So. But Honestly, we can we can move on from this game. Yeah, it, it wasn't. That I, exciting. I'm excited to talk about this I'm, game right I'm here. I'm very excited. 49ers I, versus the Cowboys. I watched this game in the third quarter. After, me, after the third quarter and the fourth quarter, I watched that game. Basically, the second half. And I just want to say, as much as the ending play, the ref got in the way or whatever, Dak should not be running the ball mm-hmm. at the 40 up for 20 yards when there's 14 seconds left. If you're going to run the ball that far, you take you you don't run the ball that far first off. And if you are going to run that ball that far. You just go to the end zone. You find a way. You go to the end zone. He ran it up when there was like eight seconds or the, left. Or you know, or out of bounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was a little harder to run out of bounds because I don't. I don't know if you guys watched it, but on the sides, like all the deep, the, the, the middle was open. Yeah. There's a reason he was running there. There was a reason he was running there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It was a QB draw, which is a fine play, but he cannot run it 20 yards when there's 14 seconds left on the clock. I don't. I, I, agree. I don't. Think... I, I don't. That's not a smart move in my opinion. But you can't blame it all on that situation. Um, you Dallas have had listen, 14 listen, penalties. Listen, I feel, <laughs> listen, Cowboys fans, once again, you guys think you're really good and you get brought down in the playoffs it just, by one weird play. By, I, I'm sorry. It, it wasn't one weird play. But here's you know, the, like, so, so hang on. Before, yeah, so a lot of people were yelling at Dak, Pre- or Dak Prescott's like, how do you not know the rule book? The refs got to touch the ball. Yeah. To be fair, him and his team have... Four other quarters, because that was the that was the end of the game. Yeah. You have four four full quarters to make plays and right. get touchdowns. You cannot blame that wasn't that the one, one play that, that ruined your you, season. No. Do and I they, think do I think if you had a minute, you would they would have gone down and scored? Absolutely. absolutely. They had the run, and but, I will, I but will you say. also had you also had forty minutes yeah. earlier <laughs> to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I will say this last drive, Willis Warner and Bosa were all out. That is the three cornerstone men of their defense mm-hmm. of San Francisco of the 49ers defense. Yeah. Willis, especially Warner and especially Bosa. That they were all benched last drive. That's huge. That's a huge loss for the 49ers. And they still like ran it good. So that's good on the defensive coordinator, good on the head coach. Um, I will say Try not to get 14 penalties next time. Those yards really stack up. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot. Like, the refs did a good job of that game, I, I felt like. Obviously, you just have that one play where he gets in the way of the lineman. Dak gives it to the center. It, it was a weird play. It was a weird play. Yeah. But 14 penalties is not 
<laughs> that that's too, that's very undisciplined. You're not going to win a playoff that game. You're not going to win a playoff. I think game it was. That majo- way. I think it was majority offense. So they, not even de- not even defense. It's, it was majority offense. Yeah. There was a lot of holdings, a lot of face masks, a lot of legal man downfield. It just was not like when they had 11 penalties. That was 74 yards of penalties. Yeah. 70. That's almost a full football field. You start at the one yard line. You go back 74 yards. That is terrible. Absolutely terrible. No, absolutely. So I just that was not um, that that was the reason they lost. There was a lot stacking up against them, um, and when Vander uh, Vander Esch got hurt, um, who by the way is an amazing middle linebacker, yeah. almost as good as Court Warner, if not the exact same. It just you can't get fourth penalties, and CD Lamb's got to catch the ball. He did not catch the ball at all. He was terrible. He had butter. Did you watch, the did whole you watch this game in full or no? I just watched the second half. Third, just basically the second half. Okay. Like he just was not doing good at all. And San Francisco, San Francisco ran a lot of good routes on the offense. They were forty-eight percent of breaking routes in the regular season, which is very nice. You know, they ran route. the ball significantly more than the Cowboys did. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Rushing, well, rushing, looking here, rushing yards, Cowboys seventy-seven, the San Francisco 49ers, one hundred and sixty-nine. So I will so say, you had you you had it almost. An entire football field's worth of rushing yards more than the other team. Yeah. So I, I will say your rushing yards get taken away when you get penalties. Yeah. Don't get the holding or the face pass penalties, <laughs> and your rushing yards will not get taken away. I, I could go into so much depth with this game, but it's just at the end of the day, Mike McCarthy needs to discipline his team a little bit more, and Dak Prescott needs to just have a little more awareness. He's a vet, and granted, he had a hor- horrid ankle injury. I hate watching the video of his ankle injury two years, a year ago. Whatever it was. Was it, was it not last year? It was. It might have been last year. It's been a long year, yeah. regardless. That's a horrible ankle injury. You should still know as a veteran and not to do that move. And if you're going to do that move, you don't take the slide. You have your wide receivers kind of block for you, and you just you try and you try and go. Yeah. Just, I, I don't just think, a lot stacked I don't up think blaming. Them, so. I don't think blaming the referee on that play That's not is. the right call. The refs, made, the, refs, the refs made a lot of amazing calls. Blaming the ref on the last play when you had three other quarters to try and get it done Absolutely. is not the right. No, that's terrible. What do you think, Caleb? Uh, I question the QB draw on in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you want the clock to stop, obviously. You you ha- you realize what you're, the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. You want to get the ball either out, or you want to like you know score. Yeah. yeah, you want to <laughs> score. So QB draw. Fourteen seconds left on the clock. You're running up the middle at the forty. When at, you have, at the forty, when you line. have like what was it? Like four plays before that one have successfully done they the done the, ten, done the ten yard out pass. They perfectly. were marching. You've done it field. perfectly. Yeah, and like, then you you decide. So go on. Sorry. Just hit the sideline. Just have like I I don't know. Just a play call so is weird. I was I was watching that and they had they had nobody in the middle. There was no middle linebackers. There was no safeties in the middle. They were all. It was like a U shaped. How they covered yeah, like the outside, pocket. so like, like they sure. they didn't want they didn't want a pass to go to the outside because somebody runs out of bounds, they're closer, so they did yeah. run a U shape. I think a quarterback draw, it's not the right move necessarily, but it, it could have worked if Dak does not run it for that long. I think that's the that's part of the reason they lost. Obviously, fourteen penalties, like it just stacked up. Yeah. It stacks up when you like look at it objectively, like this happened and then this happened, and you had fourteen penalties and Dak running up the the middle for twenty yards on a. Four, when there's 14 seconds left to 40, you're not you're and Dak's not a mobile kind of guy in my opinion. Like, he's he's faster than some quarterbacks, but he's he's not your Lamar Jackson or your Justin Fields. Oh, no, like no. he is not he's not that fast. And so you see his hip warm ups he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving moving on to the Steelers versus the Chiefs. 
Um, ben Roethlisberger, remarkable career. Remarkable career. Okay. It sucks it has to end that way, but it had to have ended sometime. It's the Chiefs. You're not going to like oh, I'm sorry. I don't think – I didn't think anybody – a lot of Steelers fans were like, yeah, we're going to beat the Chiefs. And um, you're not going to beat the Chiefs. Like, they struggled in the beginning of the year, but they just turned it around. And yeah. they did really – they've done really well. I, I really I, – that's what I was going to say. I really thought that after last year's Super Bowl performance against the Bucks, you know, their Chiefs, I was like – Oh man, they like the I, the Bucks discombobulated them. They're done this season. They, mm-hmm. they started off they were like one in five mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Now the end of the season or they're now thirteen and five. That's that's really good. Yeah. Um, I like to make fun fun, uh, fun fact I learned. So the final score was twenty one to forty two. Uh, the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, the stadium, the Arrowhead, put up on the bill on the big screen. We are we apologize for the inconvenience. We have ran out of fireworks <laughs> from touchdowns because we have scored too many touchdowns. Right. Yeah. Here's what I was saying. So, 40, 42, right? So, three touchdowns in the second, two touchdowns in the third, one touchdown in the fourth. I don't actually think the Chiefs ran out of fireworks. I think they use that as psychological warfare against the Steelers. Oh, <laughs> that would be that'd be sick. I'd... This was – I do agree with you. I don't think anyone legitimately thought the Steelers were going to beat the Chiefs. If I don't you think, have knowledge I don't, in football. Unless, you're, unless, <laughs> unless, like, the diehard Steelers fans who, like, you know, you they bleed – you know they bleed black blue, ketchup. Yeah, they yeah, bleed ketchup. Yeah, yeah, they the bleed, yeah, yeah. I think they thought they were going to be done, but I think every realistic person was going to be like, yeah, you know, the Chiefs will win probably, not by this much. It, they doubled their score, which is like okay. So the Steelers have a pretty good defense. I mean, T.J. Watt is an animal. Mm-hmm. Did he, he just broke? Mika, he broke the sack record for the. I think he Steelers tied it. I don't know if he broke it. I'm pretty. Sh- I know he tied it. Um, he had 17 sacks, which is really nice. There, there, there was an extra game, but regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, amazing in your middle in your backfield. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a great, it's great. Uh, obviously, they have some other players on the line too that helps. It just, it's not enough. Tyree Kill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was back that day. Patrick Mahomes was having a great day. Andy Reid was calling the right plays. Like Kelsey, it's, yeah, and Kelsey, like it's just not enough against that offense. And again, I'm gonna come back to like the situation with the Bengals. Their defense just struggles. Yeah. It just struggles, and it's it's a give and go. You know, I think the Bills doing it the right way. They have mediocre defensive players and above average offensive players, so that way you still sell tickets, but you still win games. Yeah. So yeah. looking at the Chiefs and the Bengals, you have below average defensive players, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, amazing. Regardless, everybody else on the, on that defense is not that great, in my opinion. And then you have amazing offensive players. So you you sell tickets really well. We saw they were in the beginning of the season. They were one and five, so it you just have to kind of either it's a give and go. I think the person they could sacrifice the most on that offense is probably Tyree Kill. He's yeah. very fast, but a wide receiver and a running back are the two most easiest positions. Do you to come think by. the Steelers go through a couple years here because they don't? Ben Roethlisberger said he was retiring. Mm-hmm. It was like rumored he's not going to. He's going to come back for a season or two. Let's just say right now he's done. Right, that was his last game ever. Do you think the Steelers struggle for the next couple years from not having a quarterback? Surely, yeah. yeah. Like that. I mean, the team doesn't look ready to take a next step forward. Obviously, they need to get a bigger, like a good name and quarterback to start. I think they just go through a rebuild because they, the window, the whole like saga with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, that old Steelers team, like I'd say 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were good, and they were competing, but. Now that every piece has left, I feel like they're just have to replace 
and start fresh. Do you think they do you think they get a new court like trade for a new quarterback or do you think they go from the draft? Trubisky. I didn't mention this. Hey, Mitchell Trubisky did the did the last play for the Bills here. Mitchell Trubisky on a winning playoff team for the first time in history. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, they they won against the uh, the Eagles. No, they didn't win against the Eagles. No, they, yeah. who did no. they? They beat somebody though. I think. No, they didn't. Beat they did. Oh, you're right. They, they didn't. <laughs> they lost in the wild card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not remind. Okay, yeah, I the double doink, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So one, I I don't think Mitchell Trubisky would be bad. Now he tore up. In the preseason, he tore up the Bears starters. They were in there when the Bills played the Bears in the preseason. The the Bears defensive starters were in there, and he tore them up. I think that was a he, he did really good. I think that was a statement though. Yeah, I think else. it was personal. Yeah, it regardless, really was. regardless, he did good against the Bears defense. Granted, the Bears I, defense was crap this year. I can't hear. I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said I can't hear. I'm like, do we need to take you to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. I this. just. I think that he would be worth a shot. He did really get. He did really good for the Bills, and I don't. I, I think that would be worth a see, shot. What do the fired, Steelers have to lose? See, we, see, again, we're doing our our Bears, you know, sideline here. We're, by the way, we're all from Northwest Indiana, so like the Chicago sports teams are all in our blood. Mm. I think we just the Bears just fired Pace. They just fired Nagy, right? But they they got rid of Trubisky further on. Was Trubisky's was Trubisky a bad quarterback because he was getting bad calls, or was he a bad quarterback because he's a bad quarterback? He he wasn't a bad quarterback. He was picked way too early. Yeah. In my over, opinion, over Patrick Mahomes, the Bears skipped and Patrick Mahomes I, to get Mitch Trubisky. I will say, if Patrick Mahomes was put in the position Trubisky was put in, he'd be same the story. exact same, same spot. Yeah. That's a fair he'd, point. Like, That's a fair he'd point. been the exact same. The issue was not Trubisky. Trubisky had his faults, but he was young. He was getting better. Nagy was horrendous mm-hmm. at picking a team, picking plays. Pace could not pick an offensive lineman or wide receivers to save our life. Robinson did good. Mooney's good right now. Just so. All right. Well. But yeah, I mean, Big Ben, you're done. I mean, it's kind. Of, it was kind of poetic, you know. Patrick Mahomes, who's more than likely the future of the NFL once Brady is gone and a Ro- once Brady Rogers and now Roethlisberger are gone, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is going to immediately put himself to the best quarterback in the league. More than likely, if Josh Allen, if Josh Allen doesn't have anything to say about it, or Joe Burrow. Yeah, or I Joe will Burrow. Say. Yeah. But, like, so it was kind of poetic that this, like, I guess the changing of the guard almost yeah. happens that way. Um, this is the only game I watched in full, and I really wish it wasn't. <laughs> Cardinals versus Rams. Oh. What a tragedy if there ever was one. Oh. 34-11, to 11, final score, Rams. I want to know what happened. I want to know what happened. The Cardinals were, like, 9-0 and 0 at the beginning of the season. They then lost, like, I don't know, 55 games in a row. Because you know JJ uh, Watt's shoulder exploded, but like that's not the only reason. That man is built of glass. Yeah. I must say he is built of glass. JJ Watt, phenomenal person as a, a phenomenal player as a person. I admire him even more. When is that dude not getting in? And granted, I know he's up in age at this point, and maybe he we'll have to see. We'll have to see if T, if his brother TJ. I want to see if his brother gets injured just as much because they, they don't play the same position. Similar, not the Pretty same. Pretty similar. Yeah. JJ Watt plays left end, right end. He plays on the end. Yeah. TJ yeah. Watt plays. Linebacker, so how it's it can be the same, but what were the I know I heard a lot of criticisms early on in the season, and you guys can you guys can tell me that like oh the Cardinals they're, they're like man they're like I seven thought they were they're seven God. but I, then but yeah. but a lot of the criticisms I kept hearing was they're not playing anyone good, which like I I was like I don't know if that was true or not. What was your guys' thoughts on the Cardinals overall? When they made those acquisitions, what they got D Hop, mm-hmm. they got uh 
they got like a whole bunch of guys from the fire sale that was the Texan so like fire sale. yeah and I was I I legitimately picked them to make it to the Super Bowl and play, I did too I and play the Bills and they they were on a run I'm like okay well you know they're doing and they just I don't know they fell flat they fell off. there was criticism yeah. that they weren't playing anyone good like you said uh, and then T J Watt had a like had a kind of like speech on the side like hey everyone's saying we're not playing good teams and we're we're winning. Well, how about this? And then they started to lose like six, seven games in a row. I'm like, okay, well, I, it, it's just it was unfortunate a... because Kyler Murray is. I love I love Kyler Murray. Yeah. My, he is. I love him. Very I don't bad. know what it is yeah. about him. He's he did so not fun to watch. He did not show up in this game whatsoever. But he just has like John's saying. He just has such an issue in like big moments, in my opinion. Yeah. That I I obviously you wait a little bit longer, see if he's the right quarterback for you. But if he just continues to not show up in the big moments. Then I don't I don't think he's the right choice in my opinion. Um, so I don't know what else you need. Butter Baker had not that bad of a game, and I will say scoring eleven points is bad. The Rams have a good defense. Von Miller, Aaron Donald are insane. When they got when teams. the Rams, the, the Rams had Donald right at the beginning of the season. They played the you know they're good. They were a good defensive team, and then they acquired Von Miller halfway through the season. And mm-hmm. I I think every person, in who is who is ever going to play the Rams the rest of that season just went oh. F. Yeah. yeah, like the even Von Miller. Like, you have a super. Old, you have a, but he's still really. You have good. a Super Bowl yeah. lineman. You have a Super Bowl rusher going up against you with with Donald, who is one of the greatest line. And one then of the Jaylen best linemen. Ramsey's covering your number one wide receiver. Yeah, who is one of the probably the best cornerback in the league. Yeah, that's that is an insane defense. They are able to acquire such major and, pieces. And but so so you look you so this, this game starts right so. The Cardinals. I don't know if you guys watched the game. Could not get out of the out of their de- out of their defensive area. Mm. They could not get past the fifty for their life to depend on. Kyler Murray threw two interceptions very early on. Gave a lot of turnovers. Right. And credit to where Kurtz do. The Rams just did not let off the gas pedal once. I mean that's 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 what you're looking for. But the Cardinals, if you if you want to be a playoff team, you got to be able to take. And that goes to. That goes to the Patriots. That goes to the Eagles. That goes to everyone else on this list. If you want to be a super, if you want to be a Super Bowl team or a playoff team in general, you can't just let the other team stomp on your your throws in the first half. Yeah, no. It was and just a, it was if, a rough game. If they game. do stomp on your throws, that's fine because we remember what happened with Kansas City and the Texans the last year of before Deshaun Watson's whole issue. They were up twenty four to zero, and in the second half, the Chiefs just they killed them. They went out yeah. there like they killed their dog. Like it was. It was amazing to see. Honest, honestly, Odo, from a, Odo from Beckham. A Odo Beckham Jr. is the only was the only person in all of the Wild Card Weekend to go one and one on passing yards. He threw one play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a forty yard reception, and he got more passing yards than uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Odo Beckham Jr. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, and prayers up to Buddha. Do you see his injury? Uh, yeah, Buddha, Buddha Baker, Baker being hurt. Yeah. That, that was that was scary. nasty. Like he was knocked out. It was. He was limp, and you know what? I will say. Um, I forget who injured him, but whoever injured who injured him, I think it was a running back. Uh, I think it was Akers. I think it was Cam Akers. Cam yeah. Akers hurt him and then taunted him, but didn't know he was knocked out. Yeah. So Cam Akers was really upset that he did that. Yeah. He's fine. You're good. Like don't 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 stress. You're fine. Yeah. But I will say, having Baker out definitely hurt a little bit. He is one of the more faster guys in the league in terms of defensively, but it just looking at that hit, it's just oh, it was so scary. Yeah. He went limp. Yeah, I, just, I just I just pulled the video up. We'll we can I'll I'll, I'll run it back for you guys. I'll turn this computer it around just, here. It just yeah. He just bam. 
Yeah, he's, and like it's not it's not on purpose. It's yeah, not a no, flagrant it's a football play. play. It's, not, it's a football play. play. It just happened. It's I, just his head went into the ground, and your neck's not supposed to move and operate like that. At I just all. the Cardinals say, the Cardinals later said he was taken to the hospital for further evaluation and was alert and communicative. So that's 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 a probably going to be a concussion. I've had one. For there's no way they suck a little bit. I, but. You can't first of all with the whole CTE thing. We're just talking about Antonio Brown. There's you can't convince me that there's not at least five concussions per football game. No way. I believe no it. No way. I'll believe it. I might not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they have to they're eat severe. everything through a straw. Yeah, they're but they're probably not severe the whole time. You're telling like me not a single out. dude has a headache the next day? No. No. Yeah. So I I will say he led with his head. If you go watch the yeah. the video, he led with his head. Cam Akers did, mm-hmm. and I just think that if defensive players lead with their head, they get like a major. It's a major penalty. I mean, these guys offensive are, players should be should be held accountable too. You cannot lead with your head because. Stuff like that. I don't happens. even think it's just. I don't even think it should be a rule thing. I th- just think it should be a personal safety issue. Why are you going headfirst in a game where you are all running way mm-hmm. too quick beyond human speeds? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's you're you're not like kids. You're you're grown men hitting each this other. This is a like, question so. I ask myself all the time. I don't understand. You know, they all make that tackle where they go shoulder to the you know to the thigh. Yeah. I am blown, and I'm, I know they wear pads. I'm blown away. We don't you don't see a femur broken more more regularly I, like i i feel like that that was the the buda baker injury taken off on a stretcher that's scary i'm surprised that does not happen more often in football i really don't they they have a lot more rules now back i'm sure back in the day of like joe theisman obviously theisman injury that happened a lot i yeah. think and they just have more rules now and the technology is just better so they can evaluate quicker and just faster and more in depth so i think that's Part of the reason why they might be like it's not as severe and when it's not as severe they're not going to report it yeah. so i think i think that's also a factor too but so, so what was your guys so what do you guys think was the it's hard to say the best game out of these six bills versus pass. Bills i was gonna say uh, the same. Uh, it was such just, a good it, game to watch it felt so nice to watch <laughs> eat mud for like i hate so i i didn't the word hate is too strong I don't like how Bill Belichick thinks he's a phenomenal coach when, at the beginning of his career, he didn't do anything, mm. and then here comes Tom Brady to win him six rings, and he thinks he's or seven, six, five. Six. Was it six? With? It was six because Brady Brady won the seventh with the Bucks. Six. Thanos over here. Um, yes. But so so look. At, go ahead. Sorry. He just Bill Belichick's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. He's a very smart coach. He's good, but at the what matter you, it matters that you have good players too. I yeah, don't care absolutely. if you have scrubs like the replacements. You need a good. That's a coach. good movie. Yeah. You need a good coach, or you need good players. You need good players, and Tom Brady is the best player. At forty-four years old, he is the oldest. He's not the oldest. He's older than every single NFC coach right now. Yeah. The man is playing quarterback, and he's older than the coaches. He's yeah. amazing. Bel- I don't know Belichick. I always thought he was. What like one? I'd say if not the best, one of the best. Because maybe you can say Lambo or mm-hmm. Hall or Yeah, yeah or you're talking about guys who never played against each other, so it's hard to compare. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't compare. It, but so looking at so looking at the playoff bracket now outside of the wild card. So you will have the Bills versus the Chiefs, which will most likely be the most entertaining game of these next four. Right, mm-hmm. Bills versus Chiefs, Bengals versus Titans. Um, that one will be would be interesting. I, I, yeah. Go ahead. I think all the games are going to be great. I obviously have the Rams and the Bucks, Rams and then Bucks, the yeah. the 49ers and the Packers. I think that one might be the least interesting. I still. Yeah. I think. Uh, I say again. I think Bills 
Packers are going to be super, is going to be the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good guess. A good well, guess. I'll yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. Of the Bills and the pa- of the Bills and the Chiefs, the Bills or the Chiefs could easily beat the Bengals and the Titans. So it will be one of those two. It will just depend on how. Not, yeah, it I'm will depend on how Patrick are. Mahomes could Patrick Mahomes be in that game, and how Josh Allen could be Josh Allen. I think yeah. honestly, all the rest of the games depend on the defense. And I think the weakest defense out of that whole place is the Bengals. So I think the Titans will. I think the Titans are going to blow the Bengals out. Yeah. Because Derrick Henry is, is returning. Gonna, is the gonna, king is back. Yeah. He's going to run through. Oh. oh, this is something I forgot to mention about the uh, the Cardinals Rams. I heard this. The Rams had a bunch of COVID uh, designations. They had to bench some players. Mm-hmm. They went off. They went and signed a guy who was two years retired. Mm. Who's that? I I don't know. I I. I like heard whoever was doing the the game. It's probably Joe Bucks. Probably I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it now a Joe Bucks hate podcast? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, what, the, that's what the show is going to be called. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be instead of NGS, it's going to be FJB. <laughs> uh, Ellie Rams sign uh, retired player. Yeah, I, I think I read this correctly. Yeah. Rams signing former All-Pro safety Eric Weddle out of retirement. Oh, Eric for Weddle! I, yeah, uh, okay, Eric Weddle, not too bad. That's wild. He's not too bad. I, I think, think it was he's going to matter. In, I think he just needed to fill the bench. They just needed to fill the bench. He's not going to, like, I, I don't accept him to start and go out there and get four interceptions. He's He'll be lucky to play, like, a quarter, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe more. But I don't think that it's going to be as... I just think that the Bengals will... This is where the Bengals run ends. And then the pack every other game I could see them. going either, but either good way. For them. Yeah, good for them. They won that playoff game. They're everything's looking up. I just think that they will. Th- their run stops here. <laughs> yeah. So CB, this is this is I, I just I just looked up what the NFL brackets gonna look like. I just found the first thing. It's CBS NFL. The first thing was after a wild card super wild card weekend that wasn't so super. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. Description. I, I yeah. feel like this was Not pretty so super wild card. Pretty yeah. predictive. Of a weekend, yeah. I mean, the, obviously, the game that surprised me the most, the, that surprised me the most, was Cardinals Rams. The game, in terms of who won, in terms of score, the one that surprised me the most is Patriots Bills. The only thing that surprised but, me about the Cardinals Rams is I thought the Cardinals would put up a fight. I think that's the most. Yeah, that's I, think that's what got a lot of I had yeah. them winning. I had them actually beating the Rams, but I. Just so since we're on the since we're on the Rams topic, congratulations. As a Bears fan, I have to say, congratulations to Matthew Stafford. He finally won that playoff game. Congrats. Yeah, that's that's, oh. that's pretty cool. But I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the Bucs. That's Rip a to the tough, Lions. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a tough bet to try and beat the Bucs. Like, be, it's a tough team. But yeah. we're going to have to see. I'm excited to see. We'll probably talk about it again next week. We'll have to see what else happens in this world because we do have a lot of other things uh, going sports, on. Yeah. Speak, yeah. So. so speaking of that, Matt, you're you're just you're gonna be called King Segway on the show. That'll be the next week. So <laughs> that does it for the main segment. So how we're gonna schedule this, or how we're gonna have this show go, is we will have a main segment at the top of the hour, or when however long, however this. long this yeah. thing is. Yeah, that will be you know like we just did. We talked about the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. We talked about every game, things like that. Talk about other things that are happening. We're going to move on to uh, a more sports center ESPN style. Each of us have a couple uh, quick news segments. How it's going to go is one person, each of us have two or three persons going to read their news segment. The other two are going to react to it, and we're just going to keep moving on. That's how the episode's going to end. So, Matt, because you let us into the segue, why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off with your first one? So, I have hockey. That's kind of just, there's a lot going on in the hockey world <laughs> right now. So, yesterday, this was recorded January 19th. Yesterday, January 18th, Will O'Real. First African American player in hockey, 
number 22, played for Boston. He had his jersey retired. 64 years to the day he played. For what team? For Boston. 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 He played for other teams in the the OHL and the WHL. Um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of NHL, he's the first African-American player. Number 22 for Boston. Had his jersey retired. That's awesome. I'm glad they did that. Wish they would have done it sooner, but at least they did it. And the Bruins celebrated that night by losing to Carolina seven to one. <laughs> Which Boston is not that bad of a team. He built it so pretty. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, man, it's a really historic wow. moment. Yeah. And they <laughs> they celebrated that night by losing, and I'm like, oh man, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's seven to one. <laughs> I saw that man's jersey in Toronto when I went to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and it yeah. Was, it was so Carolina's a great team. They're, oh, they're they made a lot sick. of different different moves this offseason, but they, they did good. So back on the Willie Real um, situation, he had 14 points in his NHL career, and I will say four goals, 10 assists. He was legally blind in his right eye while his whole career for the 14 points he Did he, he ever had. score? He, so he was legally blind and he scored? Yes. So yes. he, he so went his entire career going, F it, that looked like the net. Yeah, yeah like, he's like, yeah, that looks like the net. And just <laughs> four goals, 10 assists. He's like, I don't know if that's my player or not, but he's open. There you go. So... Congrats to him. It's pretty cool. Perfect. Caleb, on your first segment? Uh, so uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, soccer. Uh, in the soccer world, uh, besides my team struggling, uh, Newcastle. It's a very big club, but they're a very small. Mm-hmm. World Premier, yeah. Yeah, they're no. struggling to, you know, do Stay well. Big. <laughs> yeah, but a big Saudi public investment fund type deal had bought the club, making that club the most expensive in the world. Happened uh, a couple of months ago, right? Was there a reason they bought it? Well, basically, the government of Saudi Arabia said, I want to buy Newcastle. Simple enough. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, they're worth, I got the number right here, it said $500 billion now. So that's a lot of money to play with. I think they're one of the richer, they might be the Uh, richest club. Yeah, they're the richest. It'll be interesting to see how that affects play. I'd hate for them to spend all that money and then, for them to not do great. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a perfect segue once again. Yeah, uh, so Newcastle, the issue is they just bought them last year, but they couldn't, like, get the players they wanted. Mm-hmm. So they're currently in 19th, which means they're, Out of like, how many, 18? Yeah, out of, or out of 20. Okay. And they're oh. risking, they're risking Regulation, chance. Regulation, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. risking chance of getting uh, yeah. relegated. Like, yeah, the bottom team. The so they're going to go yeah. to the second tier of English football. But if you're worth... Five hundred million dollars. You should be at the top five. You should be at the top. So what they are doing? What? How do you think they would circumvent or try to fix this issue? I don't know. Probably just go get better players. Oh well, not really. But they what they're doing is they're buying players. They're buying basically all the good players of the relegation rivals that they have, and they bought Chris Wood, who was worth twenty five million, who was the team under them, their star striker. And they, they put out a PSA that they're targeting all the players from the teams that they're fighting for relegation against. So Burnley, so, all that. So their genius idea with $500 billion mm-hmm. is not to attack the teams above you who have the players who are beating you, yeah. but the players that you might might yeah. face if you get relegation. That it's is called prepper preparing, Matt. Yeah, they're just <laughs> accepting defeat. Like, who knows? Like, obviously, I'm going to assume these guys are pretty young. I don't yes. follow English football that much, but I'm going to assume these guys are pretty young. But, again, I just don't think that's... Why wouldn't you get... You have so much money. Go get the players that are beating you yeah. and acquire them. Well, the issue is this team only has one win. And <laughs> the, they've, they've played a couple games, but they only have one win. And, you know, with all this money, it's going to be interesting to see if they survive the drop 
or how the new owners Saudi Arabia is going to handle your you know this team just dropping. Like, it, it's 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 so it's so funny to watch. But all right, moving on to me, I have I have two as well. I have um, first one's about baseball. Uh, the Atlantic League continues its never-ending quest to ruin the game of baseball. They have officially ended their trial of testing different aspects of the game of baseball, including moving the pitcher's mound back, using bigger balls, using larger bases, anti-shift rules, and the stupidest thoughts ever crossed the mind of any individual automated balls and strike calls. Oh. Atlantic, Atlantic League President Rick White said, We are honored to pioneer the future of the game with major league baseball rick white if you are listening by any chance you're not doing anything yeah (laughs) that's very unfortunate because they're just making it easier for the batter yeah and what happens is the more again it's with any sports more points you score more people watch the more you know more tickets you sell yes that's what they want they care it's just the problem is the problem is baseball and this is why i'm so upset about this why i picked it Number one, I am an umpire, right? Mm-hmm. Automated people people think you can't. Number one, you can't get rid of the home plate umpire because he does he doesn't just call balls and strikes. He has to call fouls. He has to call plays at the plate. Um, uh, he has to appeal plays at first and third. He has to do a lot more things. So number one, you can't just get rid of the umpire, mm-hmm. right? Start there. But first of all, larger bases are like are, what is that? <laughs> How big are the bases? Do you? Uh, thir- uh, 14 inches wide, I think. Yeah. So what are they going to make? Like how, 14 by 14? How, how big are they going to make them? Because if they make them, like, two inches bigger, I don't feel like that's a big deal. If they make them, like, six inches bigger, <laughs> that's huge. Not only will that affect how fast the the batter gets to the bases and the base runner gets to the next base, it's going to affect, like, the whole first baseman, like, reaching out. Like, another, it's going to affect everything. Another thing I don't agree with is the anti-shift rules. So for those of you who aren't too baseball savvy... So what a anti-shift rule. So it's anti of a shift. A shift is when your infield moves positions, you know, like, you know, you, the batter, yeah. Str- yeah, right, strategically, right, right, right. you know, like, oh, first base would play here, third, short, and second, mm-hmm. right? Well, when you have a left-handed batter, who, when you have a batter who he's notorious for hitting in this one spot, you're going to move your infield so he they can, you know, populate that area. He has to hit into your defense. He's, going, he's, yeah, he, he has he's to more than likely going to hit there, right? Here's the problem with that. If you're a batter, you can easily hit the other direction. It's called swing earlier mm-hmm. and go for the inside pitches. Because what's going to happen is the pitcher is going to throw outside where your bat's going to be extended, and it's going to force you to go to that spot they're looking for. Here's a great idea. You don't have to swing at that ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the anti-shift rules, I um, it's it's always unfortunate when you know your favorite player comes up to bat, they hit a you know exit velocity of 117 mile per hour fastball, and it's right in the second baseman's mitt, who's standing at third. <laughs> but like you don't gotta you don't gotta hit there so yeah. Back to you, Matt. Back to hockey. Ovechkin, thirty six years old, and is leading the league at fifty five points. Amazing. There's five. And there's five Jets players looking at this. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, I I saw that on your Instagram. What was it? The uh, who it, they playing? Incredible. I saw that view too. Yeah. No. So like the one. You know one thing I want to say about Ovechkin. He. He is a monster on the power wow, play. Wow, five Jets are looking at one capital. I sure hope Alex Ovechkin is <laughs> No way! So, to explain this a little bit, Ovechkin might break Gretzky record. He has he needs to play to at least for, at least for, for goals. For, for goals. goals. For goals. Not a single person's got to hit him at points. No, absolutely not. But for goals, he might break Gretzky record. Regardless, what I am going to say is um, Ovechkin scores a majority of a lot of his points on power plays. So what what they do is they have 
one player up top, your quarterback, it's called your quarterbacking in hockey, yeah. and they typically have one guy behind the net or one guy below the red line, which is behind the goal, yeah. and they kind of just shift around the puck a little bit, and then two guys are over on one side. And you think like, oh, that's four guys. You're allowed five guys in hockey, right? So it's 4v5 on a power play. Ovechkin does not move. move. He is at the top of the face-off circle. He does not move. All he does, he's expecting a pass. He winds up. That's the only thing he does. <laughs> and you'd be surprised. Him. This man's 36. He's been playing since he was 18 years old. No, I just found out about Alex Ovechkin. His, both his parents are like Olympic athletes for Russia. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. So I'm going to get to a story in a minute. But you'd be surprised. How many teams are like, oh, we're playing playing Washington? You think like, okay, one man, just watch Ovi. Your job is to watch Ovi. So it's a 3v4 and not a 4v5. They have every time they play the <laughs> yeah, Capitals. Yeah. And do you be surprised how many people just leave this man open? I am astonished. This man does not move. He has not moved for 18 years. <laughs> he has he's been with the, there's a reason he's been with the Capitals for so long. It's because they can't get him off the ice. They, yeah. He has scored from the same spot in 18 years. Yes. That is amazing on the power every play. Time. And no team has stopped he's him. Every time. I, that's why I got so his jersey. One thing I just saw, talking about Ovechkin, Tim Thomas, pretty good goalie for Boston a couple years ago. Uh, he's retired now. But he was at All-Star Weekend with... Ovechkin and they they usually play like mini games. Thomas accidentally tripped him on on Ovechkin on breakaway. Ovechkin went headfirst into the boards. Dangerous play. Thomas yeah. comes right over to him and says, "Are you okay?" Ovechkin looks and he's Russian. Russian machine never breaks. That's the type of man Ovechkin is. <laughs> so it's just crazy to think about, and he's an incredible player. I hope he breaks the record. Back to you, Caleb. Uh, so the second one, uh, cricket. Obviously, I don't know how we're gonna have to. You're going to have to... Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Please. So, uh, the, probably the second biggest rivalry, uh, Australia versus England. The mm-hmm. Ashes. If there's... I will. I want to inject. If there's a oh. team who has a rivalry in cricket, I'm going to say it's Australia <laughs> and England. <laughs> well, yeah. Besides India and Pakistan, which that one, massive. And that's because of political. But we're going to go past that. Uh, that's how so, much he's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, at, what was I? Oh, yeah. Australia and England. Uh, there was a big game. Uh, and Melbourne star uh, Scotty Bolin, he for you, out of wait isn't isn't it when you pitch like pitching and isn't called bowling? It's bowling. So his last name is Bo- Bolin. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think he was born. He's literally born for that. No, he's born for this because yeah. at the Melbourne Cricket Ground in Melbourne, where he's from. I feel bad for commentators. Bolin, Bolin, Bolin. <laughs> yeah, he he got six wickets out of seven bowls. So every time he six out of seven times he threw the ball, he got a wicket. Or which is a strikeout, basically. Okay. Wow. But he only, like, set, which is nuts. The announcers were saying put a statue outside of Melbourne Cricket Ground is, right it, now. It's like a no-hitter, basically? Basically. That's, okay. wow. that's pretty impressive. He broke a record in cricket, and it was nuts. That's, pretty, that, that's impressive. That's, that's like, yeah, because it was his My hometown, cricket knowledge too. is not very extensive, but yeah. if you're going to say it's I, impressive, I, I'm going to believe you. It's like throwing <laughs> a no-hitter in your hometown I feel like, against yeah, I feel the like, biggest rival. I feel like cricket, so soccer is easily the most popular sport in the mm-hmm. entire world. We just don't feel that way in the United States. Yeah, I feel like cricket's number two. I think it's, I think it's basketball, because... The reason I think it's basketball is because of Kobe Bryant. He was in Spain a lot. He did Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Yeah. So I, I think it's basketball. Mm-hmm. Hockey's probably another one up there, and then it's cricket probably. So it's just it's just odd that the most popular sports in the world are just not recipient. They're not popular in, America, in, in America. No, yeah, it's no. crazy. Was that all, Caleb? Yeah, that would be. All right, on to the world. Speaking of basketball, on to the world of basketball. Frank Vogel, head coach of the 22 and 22 Lakers, and self-proclaimed greatest player of all time, LeBron James is at risk of losing his job 
Why is he at risk of losing his job? Oh, because he has self-proclaimed greatest player of all time, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, and he is 22 and 22. <laughs> what, what, what year are we in? Because that sounds like a team that would Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Magic Johnson voiced his displeasure. His former president, Magic Johnson, for, voiced his displeasure with the team, and fans themselves are beginning to question what in the world Vogel is doing. The Lakers are currently in the middle of a five-game road trip, and it will be interesting to see what they do with this in this time. You have you have those one one They're two, not, three. Four. You have yeah. those five players. Granted, they probably don't play at the same time, different positions, different yes. things like that. You have those five players who are Look number at, one. All five of those are Hall of Famers in the, in the future. Uh, well, debatable. Regardless, looking at that name in twenty twenty two, looking at all those, like man, that's be an incredible team. Ten years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Westbrook has like is terrible at free at three pointers. They call him Westbrook. Westbrook That's not yes. a joke. They call him Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard is not the dominant man he used to be, and, mm-hmm. and I, I, they're just the not. The problem that is good. so. The problem is Frank. I, I write this. Frank Vogel, right? Coach, you know, he's the head coach of the Lakers, right? He's not the one who got those players on the team. That's no. the general manager. I the think GM. the GM. I think the GM was just like, all right, uh, LeBron, who do you want? That's no, literally what I want. That was pro- honestly, that was probably one of it after losing to the Suns last last season. No, the in Suns the first, are good. In the first round. In the first round, yeah, but I think the GM was just like, all right, who's a big name in basketball in so the last ten years? Let's just get yeah. these guys. They're I don't the think he Lakers. Put- they don't care about winning. They care about tickets right now. Yeah. They yeah. care about yeah, tickets. Yeah, that's fair. Same with the every LA team is like that. Like at the end of the day, do they want championships? Yeah, that's cool. But at the end of the day, they want tickets. I I've been seeing this team. They've been struggling, and like every NBA media, like, yeah, news site has been talking about, oh, what's wrong with the Lakers? Like, I think they left like the recipe of having three point shooters. West Brick is West Brook. West Brick is not gonna solve any issues. I don't know why they would have. Uh, I don't know why they would have gotten him. Uh, Anthony Davis, he's had a downslide from last season. Uh, After his injury. Yeah, and I Multiple mean. Multiple injuries. Mul- yeah, Another man who's made of glass. Yeah, I kind of yeah. wanted him to come Derrick Rose disorder, as I call it. Derrick Rose <laughs> oh. disorder, yeah. Back to you, Matt. So Finish up. We're talking about the Lakers. Oh, you're still going. Sorry. A team that is, you know, should be dominating, theoretically speaking. Hmm. Shifting to hockey, Edmonton has won three games since December 2nd. <laughs> and they are. Like, they're... <laughs> so, give me a rough estimation of how many games have they played in that time. Okay, so they've had a they've couple They've won games. three games. Have they played four? No. <laughs> how many have they played? Have I they wanna... played three games? Man, they're undefeated. Yeah, they're... No, how I many w- games have they played, do you think? I want to say they've probably played around maybe 11, 12 games. Now, they've had a lot of games postponed, oh, okay. but oh. they've still only won three games since December. No, since December 2nd, they've only won two. Because they won one on December 1st. So after <laughs> December 2nd, they won two. Stand now, Conor McDavid, greatest player in the world right now. <laughs> un- indiv- not, you can't debate me on that. Individually. He's, individually. Individually, let's, he's let's the greatest player Because he in plays the on the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> which is his only downfall. But he yeah. plays with another great player, Leon Dreisaitl. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to come back from this. They had a lot of COVID, a lot of games postponed. But looking like... They were going. It looked like they were going to win the cup earlier in this season, and I just don't think they're going to do that. And honestly, you got to ask. Dryside on McDavid been in the league for eight, nine years. Yeah. I think they should be gone in after this year. You're not going to win anything at Edmonton. 
The GM's a clown. You're Ken Holland. If you're listening, you're you're an absolute moron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our very extensive audience of yeah. of Jack White or Ron White from the Atlantic League. Yeah. The GM of the Oilers. <laughs> LeBron James, if you're listening, what's up, my man? Yeah. Like, it, it just, oh. Why do you get Mike Smith? He's not the guy you get. So I hope they get Flurry. Even though I'm a Blackhawks guy. Flurry just they're not we're not gonna win anything this year. I don't want to debate that. No, I don't, no, I'm not gonna cry. But they're just they're I don't th- I think they're gone. I, I think if you're David uh, Drysidle, there are teams who will take your contract because you're the best players in the world. Leave. You, if it sucks that you probably won't be able to stay together because nobody's gonna be able to pay you both, but you just won't you just won't win. And no. Not this year at least. Edmonton's no. Something's wrong with Edmonton no. completely. And the media responded to this drought by asking Leon Dreisaitl if he was pissy. <laughs> <laughs> why are you so pissy? Why are you so pissy? It, it's just... Well, well, why well, do you I will say that? this. At least you're not the Seattle Kraken. Okay, okay they're, they're okay. a new team. They just, okay, they, I don't want to hear that excuse. In their first season ever, the Golden Knights went to the playoffs. That was an anomaly. <laughs> that, that, was, that was an anomaly. And they are still They love talking about that one, but the St. Louis Blues, well, boy, when they came in. Oh, my. They're terrible. Who I don't, are, I don't who actually. I'm looking at standings right now. I actually don't think any team in the Metropolitan Division exists. The, <laughs> hurri- the Hurricanes, the Rangers. That's Carolina. That's the team that beat Boston 7-1. <laughs> <laughs> um, this so, is a pretty, I don't want to say standard, but, like, majority of these teams who are winning divisions in NHL are pretty standard. Everything else is kind of like kind I of think crazy. the one that one of the ones that surprised me the most currently like in the, the NHL. The Kings and the Ducks and the Knights high up. I understand that. Which the Kings should not be high up. No. I don't know what the deal is with the Kings and the Ducks this year. The Panthers. But they were terrible last year. They, they were dog they were, last year. They were terrible yeah. last year. And I do want to just it's been a couple months since it's passed. Sony Milano and Trevor Zegras, your goal. That, that goal where they well, the flip it over mm-hmm. the net over the goalie and he batted it in uh, like I a baseball is amazing. So I heard like some like uh, sports like critic or like journalist like dog that immediately. Oh like, yeah, John John Tornella. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's like that. This is why hockey is dying. Is no, this, quite is, the opposite. He's, the, he said, "Is this good they, for the game? They what are do you mean? Is it good for the game? That's amazing." People don't want to see. Listen, and, and this is the problem across all sports. They want to see something new. They want to see. This is why. And we'll we'll talk about this so much more on, on as our podcast continues on. Why Shohei Otani is such a big deal? Because you got a dude who can pitch and bat. MVP. Why Patrick Mahomes is such a big deal? Because you have a dude who is just getting absolutely annihilated in the backfield, but still throwing the ball. Not Every MVP. sport needs people and needs new things to bring them alive. But then you have stuff like that where, like, these old, you know, game critics are like, yeah. hockey is such a no, I can't do it. Ho- hockey is such an interesting game because there's so many. Like, there's a lot of unwritten rules in baseball. There's so many more in hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. hockey has a crap ton. Yeah, yes. and. Looking at that, I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, that's a that's an amazing goal. I never thought that would happen. Yeah. And then seeing like an ESPN analysis, looking at, that's not good for the game. What do you mean, man? Yeah. You're trying to grow the game. Hockey is such a small sport, smaller than it needs to be. Mm. And I see more and more fans either get interested or lose or lose interest every year because they're not growing the game. Now there are reasons that the and game doesn't the, and grow. And then the whole and then the whole this whole COVID stuff, games getting postponed. Yeah, like, like they're in a weird bubble. There's no fan. That helps. It's too. just. Hockey doesn't grow for a lot of different reasons. One of the gear is expensive. You yeah. need five guys, and you need ice. Basketball, football, soccer, you need a ball, you need about four people, and you need a net. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't, 
you know, the game... Baseball, like, you need a stick. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you need a stick and a rock. Like, you... And then football is the cheapest one. You literally need a one thing you for football. Yeah. Yeah. And you can play. Like, hockey is such a tough game That's to grow. That's fair. That's fair. And yeah. I understand that it's not easy, but the NHL does nothing for it. No, and no. I will not discuss that anymore because they're just... They're terrible at it. So. Actually, they have one game in Czechoslovakia, and that's supposed to... Yeah, they have one game every, yeah. what, 10 years or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, um, who was at the game, at the Panthers game? Oh, Kodak! Kodak Black was at the Panthers game. Was he lost? No. Kodak, baby. I mean, like, what? So Kodak Black was at the Panthers game, and there's a video of him. There's two angles. One angle, it looks like he's doing some not polite things with his lady friend. And the other angle... It's still not polite, but it's a lot more viewable uh, from that angle. Like, uh, you can kind of see it, and it's not as bad as it looks. Regardless, where's NHL security on that? Uh, and he's in a suite, so you know... It's not like he's, like, in seat 104. It's like, where's seat 104? Like, he's in, like, oh, he's in suite 21? Yeah, we're going to go get him. Like... They, were, they just let it To happen. be fair, I think if seat 104, I think just security should know where that is regardless. <laughs> regardless, yeah, they should. But uh, I, I think suite 21 is a lot easier to get to. Well, I think I think next week our topic is going to be the state of the NHL right now. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We do have some more football games to go to. We do, yeah. But I'm uh, I'm excited. Right. So That's going to do it for this episode. How about real quickly go around the table? What are we most excited to talk about on this podcast? Matt, why don't you go ahead and start? I am delighted to talk about my Blackhawks and how much – they how in my opinion how much they should tank so we don't lose our number one pick to Columbus. Yes. I'm and I will die on that hill. Regardless, I have a lot of time to die on that hill. <laughs> so Caleb go ahead, what are you most excited uh, about? I'm gonna say talk about my struggling Manchester United who are currently seventh in a six horse race. <laughs> there are six there are six big teams, they're supposed to be one of them, they are seventh right now. That's bad. And we're going to be stuck there for a long time. So Most excited to talk about baseball, but, you know, it is January right now. Got to wait till April. They're in a lockdown right now, which is just that could go on forever. But I'm excited for this podcast as a whole. I hope you guys are as well. Who wants to do the outro? Caleb, go ahead. Caleb, go ahead. You've been, you've been quiet of the three of us. Uh, shoot. <laughs> shoot. I like it. I like it, you know? We'll be yeah. back. In, how about this? You know, we'll be, we will be back. I'm John. I'm Caleb. I'm Matt. And we'll be back next week, even if there is no game scheduled. See ya.